Hi, everybody. Um, welcome back uh, to another episode of Twist, Turns, and One-Liners. This week, we watched The Pursuit of Happiness, um, which is a biographical drama film with Will Smith and his son, Jaden Smith, making his film debut. Um, and it's a story about Will Smith plays the lead where he's essentially a salesman and he is struggling to stay afloat monetarily and support himself and his son. And it's kind of about his pursuit towards a better life. Um, he gets an internship in, in hopes of getting a better job, and it's kind of about his balance trying to make a better life for himself. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah, from, yeah, yeah, nice zoomed out level. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think? It was it was good. Um, I was just looking up uh when it came out, two thousand six. Uh, in case anyone is curious, um, it was good. It, I feel like my initial reaction was like, "Damn, I gotta get my money in order. <laughs> like, I gotta get my finances in order." Because I feel like honestly, my main takeaway is just like the struggle like there's that's a struggle for so many people Mm -hmm. and just to see it like i i was never bored watching it like it was it i felt like it progressed well and seemed like realistic obstacles Mm -hmm. um yeah i thought it was well done Mm -hmm. what about you yeah it's one of those things where it's like um this is this might be, and I don't think you've seen the movie I'm about to compare it to, and it's a completely different vibe, so like anyone listening who has seen this other movie, don't take this too specifically, but I had a lot of the same kind of feelings watching this as I did watching um uncut gems. I haven't seen that, but that's with Adam Sandler, right? yeah, 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 where i mean it's a it's a different it's for sure a different wavelength in terms of the type of anxiety. But there's kind of just this over there, this constant sense of anxiety when you're watching this movie. This uh, talking specifically about the the pursuit of happiness, where like every time every time he like makes progress, he get there's a setback, and it's like you're the kind of anxiety. I'm air quoting the anxiety that comes through is it's like. Oh, how's he like? How's he gonna get out of this? Oh, he's he's getting there. He's getting there. Oh, he's almost there. He's almost there. And then it gets set back. It's like oh shit. And then there's mm-hmm. a dip there. And then it happens again. And then it happens again. And then every time there's a little bit of like a of an upswing, there's something either that kicks him back down or reminds him of where he's at. Yeah. And um, again, it's a totally different wavelength from Uncut Gems, but that's like that's a similar vibe that I had during that. Just uh, that movie was elevated and for completely different reasons. But yeah, um, yeah it's um, it's one of those things where it's like I, I said it while we were watching it. Um, it really, it really brings forward a lot of things that a lot of people just take for granted, like the scene specifically I that I brought it up after was when the guy who the like like the owner or the head of the company that he's got the gets the internship at uh asks him for five bucks for the for the taxi yeah. 
and that's like that five bucks at that point in time with a cash in his wallet was all the cash that they had. They didn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure at that point there was like a few singles, but right, right. Yeah. But I, I just mean yeah. like oh, what, yes. what he had on Sorry. him is all they had. Yeah, yep. yeah. So like, where is the like that like little bit of a gesture? Like any of us would do that for any of like right. basically anyone we're around, right? Like they're like, oh crap, I five five bucks short for this. Like yeah. oh, I got it or whatever. But um, same thing too with the taxi ride when he has to when he has to run away from the taxi driver. It's a similar situation where the guy just kind of doesn't even think about it and hops out. Just mm-hmm. like I don't even think it was necessarily a "you got this." It was more of a absent-minded thing. But so that comfort that he can have knowing that there's someone else in the cab that can probably just cover it for him. Yeah. Or I mean, whatever the mentality was there. It's not the point of what I'm trying to say, but it's just yeah. like it's it's. So yeah, it's it's one of those things that sheds light on a lot of things that I think people take for that plenty of people take for granted, but then also like the that like pure like determination and like drive um that um his character's name's Chris, right? Yeah. Yep. That Chris like shows uh throughout the movie. I mean, I I don't I hate the phrase cuz it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. But that the, like, pull yourself up uh, by your bootstraps mentality, like... The myth. It is, but it is, but it isn't. Because clearly it can happen, like, because this is based on based on a real dude. It's based on things. a real dude, but the chances of that Right, being right, successful. yeah, no, yeah, I'm not saying it's, yeah, I'm not saying it's over, I'm not saying it applies to everyone, but this is an example of it being, this is that, this is what... In a weird way, I don't like it for that because it makes it seem like you can just keep roughing it and eventually something will go through but that's not true for a lot of people most people most people in that situation (laughs) exactly like if it's it's really hard and it, it kind of perpetuates the stereotype that like people who are homeless are like not working hard enough or not trying hard enough um Cause just think about, I was thinking the whole time I would have snapped so many times at people like if I had had his experiences, Mm -hmm. never getting any sleep. I wouldn't be nearly as nice as he was to the people he was trying to impress. Like you have to have such a, I don't even know if determine is the right word, but like just a, it's, I would say it's definitely part of it. Such a rare expectation that, like, most humans aren't going to act like that when they haven't had any sleep. They don't have stability in their life. They have a child who's, you know, I don't want to say, like, annoying them, but, you know, a child who's depending on them and kind of, you know, being very curious. You know when, like, little kids ask you stuff and you try to start explaining it, but then they just keep asking questions and you just want to be like, okay, just, like, shut up. I don't know how to answer your question. I don't know if that happens with your nephew. But um, <laughs> that, like, I think I just would have lost my temper so many more times. So, needless to say, I agree that this does show that, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality. But it right. it's a dumb, is not it's a dumb, true. Yeah, yeah, it's a dumb thing. But it's this is this is the case of somebody digging themselves out of a hole that is in most cases, insurmountable. Right, and I'm also 
I'll admit, like, I'm a sucker for these kind of movies because it does make you feel motivated. It does make you want to get after life. But you also have to have some sort of skill to even get to that point. If he wasn't smart, you're screwed. Right, but I think I think part of it wasn't even necessarily his, like... Like being the, I think the thing with the whole smart thing is that like he was necessarily like above and beyond the smartest guy in the room. At like, I mean, because that was kind of like the thing how they what they were talking about when he's like, "How big was your class?" He's like, "Oh, only twelve of us." Mm-hmm. It's like he's the he was the he was the smartest of that group. He's like the smartest of the people that he's ever really been around. Right. But in like an instance like that, I, I I'm the assumption I had was that everyone else in the room is most like he's not the smartest guy there. So, but what he has that they didn't, that they didn't have is that drive, drive behind yeah. him. I mean, because but you he's, have to have some sort of skill for that drive to work. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, like the, the hard, it's it's harder for anyone with anything, anyone with any setback. Like it's for sure, it's extra work to get through that setback. But to say like it's hopeless for every like for anyone who isn't, I don't think is necessarily. I don't think it's hopeless, but I guess what I'm thinking is he didn't really have much more to give than what he was giving. And I think if he wasn't able to learn quickly, um, you know, like that textbook that he was given or just learn the material as fast as he did and, and be a natural conversationalist and personable to, you know, make connections with people. You would have to be putting in more time to build those skills outside mm-hmm. of the office, and there wasn't extra time to go around. Is what I'm saying. I, I would say, yeah, I would, I would say the time, like that, the, the, the people skill bit was all built up over time from him selling those stupid machines. Right. So he had some transferable skills, yeah. and hopefully, you would hope that everybody has some sort of skill that they've built up just in life. Right. But I definitely think he came in with. Yeah, yeah, a quality it, skill set. Yeah. He just needed someone to give him a chance for that. For that particular bit, for that, per, for that particular, for his particular situation, and what he was going for, like for sure, like the way the how things transferred, where he was again, like smart isn't necessarily like smart's kind of a weird thing, right? It's not smart. I can't think of a better word. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it's like. Part of, I think the the like the key behind his success is knowing, and it's what he said in the interview. It's part of what he said in the interview scene. Um, like he know, like he might not know how to do something, but he can like he knows what to, what he needs to do to figure it out. Right, 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 right. So, but do you feel like in your job in real life, your like if you run into a problem, you're good at solving it on your own. Are you a are you a person who, if you can't solve it on your own, because I'm assuming you try to do that, if you can't solve it on your own, do you consult someone so you can make sure that you're doing it correctly, or do you just continue like you keep trying to do it on your own? Uh, it depends because um, it depends on what it is and what it's for. Like for work, I'll. I'll try to go, I'll go as far as I can on my own, but if it's one of those things where if you, if you're spending too much time, like you, 
it's just as it's you have just as much of an obligation to ask for help as you do to figure it out on your own. Because if like if something that shouldn't take you very long is taking you a long time because you can't quite figure it out, like it's just as much like in at my job, just as much my responsibility to get help so I can fix whatever's broken or, mm-hmm. or create whatever isn't created like in in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Like so but at the same time it's I would say the like a big part of a big part of my job and jobs like mine are really built on that kind of problem solving bit where you're not going to know exactly what you need to do mm-hmm. necessarily all the time because there's so many th- possible ways to do certain things. Right. So it's it's all about figuring out which is the best way through sometimes you're trial and error but really just you're you're not going to know how to do it all so i guess if that makes sense yeah i always wonder what companies want would they prefer you to do things more on your own or would they prefer you to ask right away because i'm not afraid to ask questions but i'm always concerned that i'm doing it too much you know and normally it's, okay, they want a combination. They want you to try a little bit, and if you get stuck, you should ask. But I have a hard time finding that point or that line, you know? Yeah, I think it's just, it's one of those things where for sure there's there's an expectation of, um, like, a baseline. And um, that baseline varies depending on what job and where you're at and what you're doing. But there's certain... There's certain skills for every job that you just need to have. Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't even, they don't necessarily, you don't need to be an expert. Excuse me. You don't need to be an expert in those things, but you need to be able to know what, I would say if if it's about, if if anything comes down to asking questions, it should be, I think the biggest thing is knowing the right questions to ask. Being able to understand kind of what you're looking at to the point where you know the proper questions. And for sure, there's going to be jobs you have where you, if you don't understand what's going on like at all and you ask a question about it, you might fall behind what's expected. Yeah. But hopefully, wherever that is that you're working, they have the resources and ability to help you get caught up. Because at that point, you've gotten the job for whatever reason, like however you got the job, you got the job. So clearly there's sub there they see something there. So right. the tools should be there to kind of fill in any gaps. Yeah. But at any rate. Yeah, that makes sense. Just felt like a relevant question. Yeah. So uh so uh Chris, the bone density scanner salesman. <laughs> yeah, um I guess I should also say I thought I hadn't seen this movie. Um, but watching it, I felt that it looked a lot more familiar than I remembered. Mm-hmm. There was a few scenes I remembered. Um, so I must have watched it in school or at home with my family or something. But yeah, it's I knew it was Will Smith and I knew it was Jaden Smith. And Jaden Smith, for this being his film debut, crushed it. Mm-hmm. He did a very good job. Probably helps uh, playing your dad's kid. Yeah. You probably feel more comfortable on a set, for sure. But, yeah, it was... The movie started off strong. I mean, yeah, we saw him... I mean, right away, it starts off with a struggle. You know, you can Mm -hmm. tell that 
there's tension and there's not the best relationship between him and oh Linda, that's mm-hmm. her name. Um, and you can just tell that I feel like you could tell right from the beginning this isn't gonna go well. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a blow up here. Someone's gonna leave. They don't. There's not very much love in the household. There's very much frustration and burnt out and stress and anger feeling. Right. Literally. Um, well, I mean, it's. I think it's one of those things where literally the only time they're talking to each other is when they're when one of them can or can't pick up the kid, and then we're money. like, yeah, m- money related stuff, basically. Right. Right. But it's it's not that I don't want to go through each things of the plot, but it you know it was a long movie, yet I feel that it's all very similar. Mm-hmm. You know, like the progression seemed very like I don't know. It was like you said before: step forward, struggle; step forward, struggle. Mm-hmm. So, really, all I remember from like the beginning was. There being rockiness with him, being unable to sell the bone density scanners, mm-hmm. and then uh, basically her leaving, and then he was like, "Shit!" And then it it kind of just went on a downward spiral. It was like yeah. she left, he got kicked out of his apartment. Like one of the one of the things one of the things <laughs> yeah oh the uh, scanner got stolen well right the scanner got stolen <laughs> multiple she times. was the one got stolen. Um. Oh, and that's he didn't what... say. He didn't say anything about it. Yeah. And then he was going to leave to sell another one, and they're like, he told he he said he, he wasn't going to come home with it. And then he ends up coming home with two mm-hmm. because he got the stolen one back from the hippies. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> they uh he meets the guides to get the info on the internship. He impresses the guy about the internship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's when. It's when he tells her about the internship that she leaves. That she she's like, an internship is a step back, and yeah. he's like, it's not. It's sometime around there. And then he's yeah. about to get evicted, and then after she leaves, they're about to get evicted, and then he has to paint the house, and that's where all that. Yeah, that really went to shit after that, too, because, you know, there was painting, and then arrested for parking tickets, mm-hmm. and then... He had an interview the next day, and he was on a real-time crunch. And somehow he showed up to that job interview looking mm-hmm. very disheveled, but still got it. Mm-hmm. You know, he he crushed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I mean, do you want to go through? I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it is particularly for this one. I think just kind of addressing just. The different the big ones. The different ups and downs. Again, yeah, it's kind of it's one of those things where it's just like one step forward, two steps back back the whole time. But just um I think one of the one of the things I was just thinking about was when we were talking about his wife leaving him. Um uh I think obviously you can never know and you never be able would never be able to know. But I think that even though all these other like more and more progressively worse things were happening to them. Our circumstances were being thrust upon them. I, th- I think if I don't think I have a feeling it, it may not have worked if, if uh, she had stayed there because 
when it comes to not that she was a distraction for him like that's not exactly it what i'm thinking but it really feels like the outcome of this the outcome of this movie was all because everything just everything just happened to line up because because when it comes to like being on time for everything and being around like Mm -hmm. like if she decided to stay unless she had a change of heart about like unless their relationship and mentalities around each other changed Mm -hmm. like just imagine like the getting evicted part yeah imagine having to go to the hotel imagine them having to race to get a room at the shelter like none of that happens the same way with an extra person involved yeah it weirdly kind of gave him like a kick in the booty almost. Yeah, like it 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 <laughs> demanded that he have a perfect schedule. Yeah, like a, a perfect regiment behind everything that he does to make sure right. he and has to study. He has to study. He has to sell the things on weekends. He has to uh, he has to drop his kid off. He has to go to the internship. He has to make sure he's done with the internship at the right time so he can go pick up his kid to get to the shelter. Everything had right. to be sp- perfect. And his kid is on his his kid is on the schedule that Chris was making, so there's no way that like the kid can right mess it up versus she had her own job. So like I see what you're saying. She kind of was a sounds like a bad way to say this, but like another weight on him in a weird way. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know like it's yeah, just more of like a I don't know. It's it's yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird I I get I I would have said it the same way, but it's a weird way to think about it. She like I just don't think the whole I again, I there's no way to know. It's based on a true story, so that's why I say it that way. Obviously, when it's a movie, it's written that way. There is no thing being another way. But mm-hmm. but I just don't think there's an uh, I don't think there's a way where he if she sticks around and is like they're adamant about staying together, I don't think there's a version of that that allows him to succeed the way that he did. This is kind of the everything happens for a reason mentality. Sort of. Um, which I have a few friends who are not a fan of that mentality. Yeah, I'm not necessarily either, but I I am I like believe in that mentality, but that's I feel I mean that's I don't need to like explain mm-hmm. what it is. I, right. It's a self explanatory. But it's <laughs> I'm just thinking of a TikTok where this girl was like, you know how they say everything happens for a reason? What was the reason? And <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure that's how people feel a lot of the time in life. But then I also think you come out of whatever struggle with some sort of different outlook or improve. You you learn something no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's like something fucking horrible, mm-hmm. you learn something. Um, yeah. yeah. I suppose my my thought on that kind of thing is is using the same words but from a different perspective is everything happens for a reason and that reason is the decisions that you made that got you to that point obviously Mm -hmm. there's obviously there's things that happen outside of your control right for sure but ultimately you're kind of in charge of kind of how you deal and how you so you yeah you can control your reactions and your choices Saying things don't happen for a reason sometimes can feel like people aren't taking ownership of the I feel like decisions it, they've made. I feel like I feel like it, it kind of both it, it could you could take that you could take that view on both sides potentially 
by like some people who have the well everything happens for a reason mentality they're kind of not taking ownership over whether it be setbacks or mistakes or whatever you know like when things something doesn't quite go the way they thought wanted it to and they use that everything happens for a reason like that kind of like shifts some of the blame if maybe they didn't have anything to do with it being that way but maybe like maybe at a job interview and the the night before the job interview you went out and partied with your friends or something Mm -hmm. and then you were late to the interview and then you just like shit all over the interview um like yeah maybe like down the road you could lose out on a bunch of other jobs or whatever and then eventually get this job that's really great and then it's really easy to look back and think oh all those things happened so i could get to this point yeah which i get for sure that that is for sure that's what that means because if you had never bombed that interview you wouldn't get into this new thing that you really like but who's to say that other thing that you would have that if you hadn't gone out you aced the interview you got that job Mm -hmm. who's to say that wouldn't have been just as amazing it really can go both ways. Yeah. Because I, that's a great example. I, I see exactly what you mean. Um, but I think people have thought of like the other way, but now I lost it. But it's, uh, it's like people don't want to say, like, can you try to think of an example for the reverse way? So people people choosing to people choosing to go the opposite route where things don't things aren't happening for a reason. Is that what you're saying? Like things like Yeah. I don't know, it just feels like people are saying, you know, everything bad that happens to me is not my fault and it's completely out of my control and like why is this happening to me? This is, I didn't deserve this. And sometimes there are situations that can feel like that for sure. You know, if Mm -hmm. your house gets hit by a tornado, it's like, okay, well, what did I do to deserve this? Right. I think, I I think there's an important distinction in kind of what we're talking about that. I think that touches on differently with the, everything happens for a reason. Mm hmm. Um, I think that, and this is just me thinking here, that what you're saying is more in the vein of there's a cause to everything mm-hmm. as opposed to um, the other version of um, everything happens for a reason is a greater a greater plan or greater purpose. You get what I mean? So everything happens for a reason. Everything is caused by something. Mm-hmm. Like that, like for the, the people that, the why me, those are those that's the everything happens for a reason that they're ignoring and the kind of example of everything that happens for a reason that i'm talking about is more of there's a grand plan and the reason why it sucks now is because something else is planned for me down the road yeah but so th- they're kind of i mean they're i know people who've gone through sucky things in life mm-hmm. and think like why is this happening to me but that i do think it will lead them to, even though it sucked at the time, that it will lead them to better things, like the plan thing that you're talking about. But yet they still have the mentality of, why did this happen to me? Like, I didn't deserve this. Right, but like, so, but if something goes, if something goes right for that person, like what is their, like what, I guess, where does it, where does it change? Because obviously when things are going bad for someone, it's hard for them to see or to agree with that kind of thought pattern, right? 
Initially, yes. Right. But eventually, you need There's... to come to that point. Right, but... You can't go through life sulking, thinking, my life sucks, only bad things happen to me, because then you're never going to, like, get over that emotional, mental hurdle. Right, but or I think... Or you need someone to help you to do it if you can't do it by yourself. But that the reason they don't believe the... Or the reason that they might not believe the everything happens for a reason thing is because that that reason hasn't happened yet. So they're, and and they it kind of like in this movie, you know, all the setbacks, all those setbacks, yeah. all those setbacks, all those setbacks. Granted, he have an over had an overarching goal. He had a finish line he could look for. Yeah. But not everybody has that finish line to look for, so they just see it as setback, 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 setback. There's no payoff. There's nothing that they can see uh, like coming forward that's going to pay off. And I can't say I, nothing. I get that, but if we all thought that way, where would we be? Right, but that's why not everyone does. Not everyone does think that way. I know. I guess maybe it's maybe I'm realizing it's hard for me to understand that people don't have and any sort of intrinsic motivation to accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not want to keep? I, well, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, how do you not want to keep going at all? But also, there's mental health disease right, right. to consider. But if all is well in the mental health world, um. You would think, you know, I don't know. I I guess don't don't. I would say too, don't over or sorry, don't underestimate the desire for a pity party, right? Oh yeah, people always want a pity party. So, do you feel like in adulthood? Maybe I'm just around the wrong people, but I feel like in adulthood, so many more people want pity than I thought they would. Yeah, um, I don't have anyone particularly like in within my like circle or proximity that i but like kind of connections of connections for sure (laughs) for sure there are um for sure there's there's people that never there's people that never get through get past that yeah for sure it just it seems like a childish thing to me to like want to throw a pity party it's kind of a joke like a child throwing a tantrum is low-key like a pity party they want attention they want feel feel bad bad for for them um and i thought people would grow out of that as adults but i'm realizing a lot of people like to do that and it ain't it let me tell you (laughs) um i'm silently nodding my head the entire time she's talking (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i don't you're not a do you i ask this question a lot and then we can change the subject after this but I ask this question to a lot of my friends because I realize it's hard to tell. You have a bad day, right? Something goes wrong at work. I don't know. Something, your Mm -hmm. tire goes flat. Do you want people to tell, if you call me and you say, man, I had a really shitty day. My freaking tire popped and now I'm stuck on the side of the road waiting for AAA. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to say, wow, that really sucks. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Or would you rather have some optimism of like, you know, I'm sorry that happened, but you know what? AAA is going to get there soon and then you get to get home and you're going to get to cuddle with your dog and Mm -hmm. you're going to get to heat up that leftover pizza in the fridge and what, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Or you can treat yourself to quick trip on the way home or something. Um, Yeah, I'm more in the I'm more in the second boat. Like it's that's something I can usually like for my for me personally, I can internalize that pretty well. Like the like, if something's going shitty, like obviously everyone can get into bad moods and yeah. just be in bad moods for sure. But that's kind of the 
that's kind of my mentality towards anything like that. And that's how I, regardless of whether or not it's what they want, that's usually how I respond to people is like, if something's going bad, it's kind of more of a, um, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's yeah. not the end of the world. What do you do? Or, or sometimes the thing that gets disliked even more, well, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really hard to work with. I mean, okay. Real quick, I understand why people would want to hear, like, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I think some people do value that. I have a couple of friends mm -hmm. who I've asked that to, and they're like, you know, sometimes I do want to hear, like, I'm sorry, that sucks. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, Everybody has their own needs. But uh, people who, you know, you just tell them, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. To me, it feels like it doesn't hold weight at a certain point. I don't want people to just tell me they're sorry. I want them to help me mm -hmm. like give me advice or try to cheer me up because i'm clearly bummed why would i want why do i need someone to help me feel sad i can feel sad on my own <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know what i mean i don't right. i don't need someone to come rub my back and tell mm -hmm. me oh you know it's it's you know it's, that just really sucks and like i'm so sorry no fucking right. drag me by my hair out of that dark hole Okay, <laughs> but everybody's different. Right. And he in this movie kind of dragged himself out of that dark hole. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't. He knew the only way. He knew the only way out of it was to keep pushing. Keep going. He never asked for help from any of those wealthy coworkers that he had easy access right. to. He never said no to any favor they asked him, even though it like kind of screwed him over a few times. Um. It's well, just, that was that was part of the that was part of the thing at the beginning where he's like, "I met my dad when I was twenty. Twenty-eight. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make sure, like, all these things are in line for my kids. So, like, he, like, basically, he basically, I think his the his mentality was he sees people take the easy way out for all these other things, and there's no doing that for me right now. Like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, it's it's a really hard conversation to have about the like pull yourself up by your bootstraps versus like there are some literal blockages societal yeah. barriers for people mm -hmm. so it's it's hard to talk about this movie and not acknowledge that those barriers exist for people um but i still really i love a good success story so i still mm -hmm. really enjoyed the movie and i love that they didn't shy away from showing like the reality of the struggles uh, one moment I wanted to talk about in the movie is when he first goes to the shelter and he's fifth, he's like the last person in line. Um, and then like someone cuts in front of him and that's when he kind of loses his mm -hmm. cool. Um, and I was like, okay, if this results in him not being able to get a spot because this person cut in front of him, like I'm going to be so annoyed. But I liked that the other people there like vouched for him and were like no he was there first and mm -hmm. then he was he was able to get in because i was like this is just i can't this is just so many obstacles but seriously there were like probably hundreds mm -hmm. of people in line what do those people do sleep on the street yeah it's a problem it's just it's so sad and uh, it's I been a problem since the 80s homelessness <laughs> since at, at least the 80s yeah oh yeah i mean Homelessness is a big problem, especially in cities, of course. Um, I would say San Francisco, especially. Yeah, I yeah, but shelters. 
I mean, obviously there's only so many shelters and so many spaces. Right. Some shelters also drug test. So right. you have to be clean. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but you know, it's you, a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be, um, clean to get in, which obviously keeps out a lot of people. So then they get stuck in that cycle of being unable to get clean because they're not getting any help and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, it's just as he was lucky to get in a few times, but yeah, that one, what did he do? Why am I blinking? What did the night, what, what did he do that night where they didn't make it in? Yeah. Is that when he slept in the bathroom? I think, no, I thought he, that was before. They, yeah, I thought so too. I, he went to his friend's house and then his friend said no. Or his friend didn't answer the door, that, that one guy. He didn't answer the door. And then did they just go to the subway and just ride the subway? I think so. Man, I that's feel, I feel I also, dumb forgetting. I also feel like they went into the subway, sat on the bench, and then they pretended like it was a time machine. Didn't they? And then they went to the bathroom. Uh, yeah, that might have been when that happened. I think, For I, some reason, I thought it was before, but... Um, yeah, I'm gonna try to read real quick. He ends I... up with less than $25, resulting in them being homeless, and they're forced at one point to stay in a restroom at a BART station. Other days, they spend night at the homeless shelter in BART, or if he manages to procure sufficient cash, a hotel later... Gardner for... No, no, didn't they stay in a hotel that night? Because... No, they didn't have money. No, because I thought... What I wasn't. Did they decide to stay in the hotel after they sold the last thing? Right yes. after they okay. And they didn't sell that till later. I'm pretty sure. This is the first plot run through on Wikipedia that I've seen that isn't in chronological order. Because the 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 paragraph where they talk about them staying at those homeless shelters is just a generalization. It's not actually in chronological order. But anyway, well, yeah, that's yeah. Annoying. So. Either way, yeah, it was not, uh, it's not a great situation. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely not enough, not enough places, but it, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to, it's a tough thing to balance because like even the, even places that have, even places that have just like an ungodly amount of, um, ungodly amount of money to put towards this stuff, it just doesn't. We were kind of talking about this earlier. Yeah. With taxes, it's just one of those things that the money doesn't get spent like in a way that's at all efficient or beneficial for for any of the people that need it the most. But yeah, yeah. Do you ever think about how famous people or rich people get a lot of free stuff, and they have the money to pay for it? Yet people who have no money never get free stuff and always have to pay for it. See, yeah, but I mean. It's one of those things where by them being it be it it gets given to them uh so they can basically be walking advertisements for the people that give them to them. Whereas like they can't like I would be a walking advertisement like if Adidas, I could get free stuff. Right, but Adidas <laughs> like Yeah, because they have people on them. I a lot I like eyes on them all the time. Yeah. No, I, I get it. But it it's it's just ironic when yeah. you think about it. Because a lot of people will come up from no money 
and you know it or not a lot of people but there are some like famous people who've you know come from nothing and then they're like oh great now i have money and all this free stuff <laughs> like mm-hmm. where was this when i needed it but i think i heard machine gun kelly talking about on the kelly clarkson show said something about how you know, I wish he was quoting somebody else, but he said, like, I wish everyone could experience what it's like to be rich and famous just so that you can realize that it means nothing. And then he said, Kelly Clarkson was like, my poor kid self would say, well, try being poor, like, before you say that. And then Machine Gun Kelly was like, I thought the same thing. But then, you know, I became rich and famous after being, like, dirt poor and, like, it's right. But obviously, if you're not rich and famous, mm-hmm. you don't. You just can't, you can't understand that. And clearly, like, you're, I mean, actually, it said at the end, he was multi-millionaires, mm-hmm. multi-million dollar company, so he must have become rich, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. So I guess it is possible, but as Christopher said in the movie, possible, possible means not likely, <laughs> or when he was like, mm-hmm. So what does possibly, possibly mean yeah. and what does probably mean? And he's like, probably means there's a good chance. Possibly means we're, we're not, we're doing not going it, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause there's not a good chance. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I think this it's, I mean, it's pretty clear in it's in it's um, in it's messaging. I think, I don't think there's a lot of, there's not really a lot of room for interpretation on this one. No, there isn't. You know what was the saddest part? There was two really sad parts to me, both being with Christopher. One, when he dropped his Captain America figure, mm-hmm. um, running to the butt. That's so sad because it's like that's all that little boy had was his favorite toy. And then, yeah, that just made me really sad. And he was like bawling his eyes out on the bus because his dad told him to shut up. Mm-hmm. That was really sad. And then when they get kicked out of the motel and he's trying to open the door, being like, no, we're staying here tonight. Like, we're st- open the door. And he's, oh, so sad because kids don't know any better. They don't realize this. Well, that's not true. They they understand that there's a struggle. But, of course, he's frustrated as a child and literally can't do anything. He's five. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just he- breaks your heart for kids who are born into poverty. and. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we- and then and then I think too though with like for me the and I uh, for me it, it'd be the the scene where they're sleeping in the bathroom and he's like uh, that's the his like lowest like lowest moment right like Chris's but like I think I think that I obviously it's terrible it's terrible for the kid growing up in in poverty but for like a, a character like Chris it, like that extra weight of like. He knows. He knows. It's like he. It's not just him. It's not. It's not him that he is doing all this for. It's the fact that he's got Christopher. Yeah. So like he, like obviously Christopher is experiencing experiencing it all, but he like fully understands the breadth of the entire thing. So that whole thing is just weighing on him the entire time. Right. 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 And not right. that it's contest. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I get what you're saying. But yeah, those are my saddest moments that made me want to shed a tear and i will say you know you i wanted to cry for him at the end when he did get the job oh we should talk about um how funny it was when he talked to the other 
uh, oh, like intern. The, the essay question. They took a they took an exam, and after they're discussing it in the in the elevator, and I think the other intern could not believe that Chris had finished it, you know, early like he did. Mm-hmm. And so he, they're talking about it, and he goes like, "What do you think about the graphs?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, the other intern's like easy. easy, so easy." And then the essay question, he's like essay question there's a question on the back and that just storms <laughs> off the elevator that was funny another funny moment when they go to the football game and what happened when he almost blows his cover do you want to explain oh what yeah, yeah yeah when he's like oh why don't you just put that in your car the machine the machine yeah the the bone Body. density machine yeah yeah and then the and uh, christopher's like but we don't have a car and right as he says car uh, Chris yells out, like in pain. Ah! And then it's got they got stung by a bee just to distract them, and then he hops in the car and they go off. Yeah, we were commenting on while we were watching it how, like, how many times parents have to do that where their kid will like repeat something or just like tell the truth, mm-hmm. and you're like, mm, shut it! Like, yeah. I need you to need you to play along here. Right. I think that that whole sequence, that whole sequence of of times where like it seems like those sections were the the most like typical parent moments like the, the parent moments that every parent has right right like when they're walking possibly going to the game that conversation yeah, that yeah. whole thing is like a that's like a that's just the thing you tell your kid granted at the same time he i think he had a i think it, there was a little bit of a hunch in his mind that they would get invited along he was hoping to get invited along Okay, because I was so confused. I was like, there's no way they can afford to go to the game. Right. So I was like, how is there even a possibility? I think because because he knew he was a uh, he knew uh, he knew ahead of time that he was a 49ers fan. And Mm, that's right. I don't think he he I don't think he knew whether or not they were going to the game. Right. And I think when he showed up, he was just kind of hoping that he'd be able to use that as an in. Yeah. And it ended up working, obviously, because, I mean, if, if you're a person in that guy's position and you have that box, like, what's a couple more people in the box? Especially people you've had a pleasant interaction with. Right, recently. right, right. Yeah, that was that was cool, though. I thought initially when I was watching, I thought maybe he was just lying to, like, so his kid wouldn't complain while they were doing I think stuff. that was, that was... <laughs> That was the that was the like parenting moment I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking I was talking about where like he's telling him this to get him to come along without yeah. without fussing. <laughs> yeah. And I I can remember my parents doing that too like maybe if you're good right. we'll do this. Right. And it's like I love those. So if I do it we're we're going to do it and then they're like no. <laughs> I love those like I I couldn't describe them very well but the memes were they're like when like when when your mom drives right past McDonald's after saying "we'll see" or something <laughs> like that, and then it's like a picture, yeah. like that picture of the dog, like like crying or screaming into the pillow and stuff, or just whatever. <laughs> have you ever seen this? Have you ever seen the meme where it's like we're going, like we're driving home, and I'm like, "Mom, can we stop at McDonald's? We have food at home." No, we don't. Like we don't. Have, we don't have. We have sauces in our fridge, which is not true but like we used to tell that to our our mom like we'd be like mom can we please stop and she's like no we literally have food at home it's like mom we have freaking salting crackers <laughs> she'd be dad would be so upset if we would stop because there yeah. was leftovers in the fridge from right. three days ago <laughs> right. uh, so i'm gonna i'm gonna say that um and other than quote like i don't think our uh, other uh other little uh 
our other little segment uh really i mean unless you have something in mind to spin off obviously the kill off doesn't make any sense but i guess it does in the context of the movie or whether or not something you feel like something was necessary like is there anything for the spin off or kill off yeah. like i don't think it, like in my opinion you might have a different one the whole spin off thing i for me to come up with something it would feel forced yeah, I don't think it would really be necessary in this situation. Or even, like, necessary almost isn't even the word. I just think, it, like, there's a difference between unnecessary be, and pointless. Yeah, like, there would be nothing pointless. to do it for. Because, like, we don't need to see him... It wouldn't add anything to the no, story. It wouldn't like, bring anything forward. Right? Him just getting success would be boring. Right. And, I mean, I guess if I had to pick someone, maybe, like... This, like Christopher, the son. You could go. See... You could double down on the sad and show the mom's story. That's true. And that's then, true. You could tell. And like, then, like maybe her story doesn't. Oh, well, I mean, it's based on real people, so that's kind of not a great way to look at it. <laughs> maybe but... her story doesn't pan out as well as that. Well, well, no, no. I guess writing a story about some like a character, a person, when they have a real story, regardless of what that story is. Yeah. So I, it's kind of a weird it, it's kind of a weird thing to think about when we're talking about real people. Yeah, I agree though. It doesn't really feel applicable. Um, no one really was. Everyone played in, some in the sort sto- of right. role, and yeah, I don't think it was tight. This segment is the segment is hard to apply. Right. I, right. Um, s- sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> for that segment being a flop for this week but favorite quote um i'm gonna need to look but i originally i was gonna say the one where you know he says like so we're not like we're not going to the game possibly means we're not going to the Mm -hmm. game because that was funny but i think the one that i'm gonna pick is a more it was meant to be a joke but it also is kind of a weirdly Maybe like an interest, a quote that's going to make you want to like be introspective and it's more deep. And it's the one where Christopher's telling his dad, um, he says, you know, there's a guy stranded at sea and Mm -hmm. um, his boat is sinking or something. And he says, like a fisherman comes by with another boat and he's like, do you need me to help you? And he's like, no, like, God will save me. And then another boat comes. And he's like, do you need any help? And he's like, no, God will save me. And then he drowns. And then he gets to heaven. And he's like, God, like, why didn't you save me? And God's like, I tried. I sent you two boats. And he was kind of, like, saying it, you know, like, as a joke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chris is like, yeah, yeah, that's a good one, kiddo. <laughs> but it, I really like it because, it's, I, okay, I guess, like, we don't need to be religious on the pod, but like <laughs> it's it's kind of even if you don't want to take it as like a god thing, it's it's you could transfer it as like the universe, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's people think like when they say like, oh, like God's gonna help me or the universe is gonna help me, they expect like it to be overt. Yeah, and like they don't they don't take things that are necessarily like right in front of them or like taking advantage of resources that you already have. Cause mm-hmm. you're waiting for this like 
miraculous like mm-hmm. turning water think, into wine moment i, I, I yeah, yeah 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 i think that's kind of that kind of goes back it's kind of the same idea with our pity party conversation right it's like you can sit and sulk or you can do something about it it's it can be it's kind of that same vibe right yeah yeah um, i don't know i just i've heard that quote before mm-hmm. and i really like it and i don't necessarily know i feel like you can interpret it as you want interpret it as you please but i don't know it just really like resonates with me because it kind of feels like you should be looking for help or maybe in places that you normally wouldn't Mm -hmm. yeah did you have one um i would say the only one the one that i can the one that comes to mind um is uh when they're shooting hoops and then he tells him that he's not going to be, he's not going to play basketball. And then his kid stops shooting hoops. Mm-hmm. And then he tells him something along the lines of, don't, don't let anybody tell you, you like what you can't do. Yeah. Not that even sort of me. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that was really good too. This quote had a lot of good, ugh, meaningful quotes. Okay. I wish I could remember, but I know it's not from this movie, but I saw a video, a TikTok, I think. And it was that clip of, Chris, when he gets into the elevator and he kind of turns and he just kind of like looks very sad and like stares at the elevator doors. And there was some like, there was like an overarching quote in the video saying something about like success. And I wish I could, I tried to find the quote, like the TikTok. Okay. When I thought about putting this on the list and I cannot find it to save the life of me, but it would have been so applicable because this whole movie is kind of about like, the pursuit to success and mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm really bummed because I was like excited to be like, Oh, I can bring this for the favorite quote. Mm-hmm. So just know I had intention, <laughs> but I failed. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> oh, shoot. I really, I really tried, but, um, this is kind of a, a brief episode, but mm-hmm. I would say closing thoughts before we get into, you know, your next pick and spinning the wheel. It's, I would recommend like it's a yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. good movie. Right. Um I, just cuz we didn't this, have a this lot to say. This is not a this is not like a dirty dancing or no, 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 Twister. No. Well, Twister was it's kind of like Twister was, right? Where it's kind of rinse repeat rinse repeat, not necessarily saying in quality. I'm just saying Oh yeah, the, same structure kind yeah, yeah. of. Yeah. It's so, definitely more meaningful than Twister. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's it's definitely good one of those good uh pitching in the feels movies. Yeah, it's, I would recommend, and if you want to feel motivated and, like, you're ready to grab the world by the balls, or like, <laughs> watch this movie. <laughs> or if you're ready to realize that maybe you don't really have it as bad as you think you do. That true. You know, I was going to say, too, like, my main takeaway is, like, I need to be more grateful for, like, what I do have. And do you ever, do you ever, like, say something and you think, like, how can I proactively defend this so people can't say that I'm wrong in saying this? Like, I'm picturing what people would say to me saying, like, I need to be more grateful because I don't want to be, I don't want to assume that people aren't ungrateful. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying for, like, me personally, and sometimes I notice with the people around me, I notice that we're being so focused on what we don't have rather than being grateful for what we do have. And right. sometimes it takes seeing what, other people don't have to right. realize you to be thankful. That doesn't mean you can't be sad. That doesn't mean you can't right. be frustrated with your situation. But it's it's kind of a reminder, which I've heard people do this before, is like,
before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning, just taking a minute to like think of everything you're grateful for to remember like, okay, this is like my reasons to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, for sure. It's just, it's one of those things where like every, it's a great, it's a great reminder. It's a great reminder for just the, again, like it's like, I like we're sitting in the second bedroom of a two bedroom apartment yeah. for, you know, a couple that sleeps in one bed. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that extra space. I mean, we're literally talking on right. super nice mics and we got freaking right. podcast equipment and like Colton's got so many nice guitars and <laughs> yeah, 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 all this stuff, you know, you, it's like, And I know we are both very grateful for what we do have, but Mm -hmm. it's just a reminder to consistently be thankful about things because I think Mm -hmm. we find ourselves a lot. Don't lose sight. Don't lose sight. I think I read a quote that said, like, we said we spend 95% of our life wanting what we can't have. God, I have that problem. (laughs) Like, I do that all the time when I'm like, I just wish I lived here or I just wish I had this. When I have this, I'm going to be content. And Mm -hmm. it's like, happiness is not a destination. It's a journey. It's a pursuit. It's a pursuit. <laughs> it's a freaking pursuit, y'all. And on that note. And on that note, we're taking it off the wheel, and Colton gets to put on a new one. Yeah. Um, Which was really exciting. And maybe he'll keep his UFO theme, or are we going for a different vibe? You know, I was thinking about it in the off time a little bit. And I will say I did not come to a conclusion. But <laughs> no, I don't. I I like the. I'm looking at these other notes I wrote down about other like UFO related movies, and I'm not really digging any of them right now. Um, so I think I'm going to venture off that uh, that part of my notes. Um, okay. Oh. I was trying to do it without talking. No, you're okay. good. Um, <laughs> let's go. I want to. I want to. I want to put something I haven't seen. I'd like to put something I haven't seen on there. Do you want? Do you want mystery thriller, or do you want? Uh, I'm gonna say crime dramedy because it's kind of a drama, kind of a comedy. Mystery thriller. Okay, uh, Donnie Darko. Okay, I think I've heard of that. How do you spell that? D-O-N-N-I-E. Darko. D-A-R-K-O. I feel like I've heard that. Is that a, that's a character in it? Yeah. It's, I think I've heard that character referenced before. Um, it's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And I, I can't think of a great way to summarize it. Without, yeah, that's fine. Without, um, I think the easiest way without going in too deep is just to say it's, it's like a, it's a timey wimey multiversally thing before that stuff was. Whoa, it was ahead off. of its time. Is Jake Gyllenhaal okay? Hmm. Go I've for it. I always thought he was like, I've always was like, why, like, what is he famous for? I never had really seen him in anything. I just knew the name. I obviously now know he's an actor. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought he was a bad actor because I just didn't had never seen any of his work. 
but I'm realizing he's in a lot of good movies. He's got a pretty extensive catalog. Right? Yeah, he's yep. he's got good range. I can only think off the top of my head I've seen him in Spider-Man, but I think I've seen him in other movies as well. Um, didn't we watch? No, or I told you about it. I watched it after we talked about it. Southpaw boxing oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I brought, yeah, yeah, I brought yeah. it up. Yeah. But, um, uh... Big ones, big name ones, Brokeback Mountain was big. Yes. That, I'm going to write that down because I actually wanted to maybe, I've been trying to think of other like, quote, iconic mm-hmm. movies that I really want to see. And that was on there because that won an Oscar, didn't it? And uh, that was, I'm not sure. I haven't. I, that's one I haven't seen, so. Oh, I'm pretty sure it did. And that's Heath Ledger. Yep. Yep. Too? yep correct. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. See, what are, go, I can go through a couple other quick big ones. Oh, End of Watch was really good, but that's not what I was thinking of. Um, he's in one of my favorite movies, um, Zodiac. I love the movie Zodiac, heard, and it's that. it's on this piece of paper, and it'll probably make its way over there eventually. Make its way to the wheel. Oh, uh, there's there's a couple big early ones that I don't remember. Uh, maybe not. Maybe you wouldn't know. Anyway, he, but he's you know like the there the whoa I can't. There's those actors where you know their name, you know their face, but you've never seen them in anything. For a while, Sylvester Stallone was like that for me. Like, I know of him. Uh, Another one of the movies you put on there, like Mel Gibson. I know the name. Mm -hmm. Don't think I know anything they've been in. Yeah, there were some social-related falling outs that he had with Hollywood that kind of took him out of the forefront. I mean, he's... R.I.P. He's coming... He's... He's been been in stuff since then, and he's got some stuff coming up, I think, but... um, Mm. But yeah, his his big his heyday was like the uh, late eighties through the nineties to the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get let's this spin going. Spin the wheel for yeah. next week. I'll just uh, just for ease of setup, I'll just have you spin again. All right, as long as you're okay with it. That's fine with me. All right, let me quick get some of this stuff out of the way. I'll give it a. Oops. Yeah, sure. If you want to put that back on, go for it. Yep. Okay. All right. It's rolling whenever you're ready. A good spin. I'm so excited. The long spin. <laughs> yeah, I should see if about tightening up that clicker. I like it being long, though. It builds the uh, intensity. Oh, darn it. I really thought it was going to be... Oh! Oh, shit! <laughs> Double back to... Contact. Okay, it was really close to nope, and I thought that's what it was going to be. And then it looked like it was going to land on Donnie Darko, but it landed on contact. Yeah, we had what we had that happen uh, the first set too. I think it was when we, I think is when we selected Creed. Mm, I think it doubled. We thought back. it was going to be yeah. Yeah, it clicked back twice. It might have been something else, but it definitely did that click back once before. It's kind of fun though. It it makes it spicy. Right. <laughs> contact though. Uh. It's only PG T sci-fi came out in '97, so oh Jodie Foster, okay, yeah. Yeah, heard yeah. of her. Yeah. Um, don't there's know like her a, in anything, but I've heard of her. There's like a, <laughs> there's a really like, I guess really well known as a matter of perspective, but there's a pretty well known um, VFX shot in that movie that gets talked about a lot. Okay. Um. It's, I'll take your word for it. It's one of those things, though. It's one of those shots that you kind of that you kind of take for granted, mm-hmm. just based on what it is and what's happening. But um, yeah, yeah, Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey. 
Matthew McConaughey. John Hurt. Few, quite a few familiar faces. Love it. We love when there's a lot of iconic yeah. names. Uh, so yeah, a quick synopsis. Dr. Ellie Arroway, after years of searching, finds conclusive radio proof of extraterrestrial intelligence, sending plans for a mysterious machine. Aliens and UFOs. But uh, anyway. Gotta love it. Aliens and UFOs. It's, it's topical for now. Will it be in a few months? Who knows? Who knows? Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I would overall recommend this movie mm-hmm. so if you want to feel motivated watch the pursuit of happiness it is not spelled h-a-p-p-i-n-e-s-s how is it spelled spelled with a y <laughs> instead of an i why i don't know i think it's just like a play on the the bit in the in the movie well yeah right. but like it's, that was it I, I mean i don't think there's anything else okay to it like if if there is, I guess I don't know. But what? actually, before we wrap up, can I say one final thing? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that I thought it was really interesting when he brought up um, in the voiceover. He was saying, you know, in the Declaration of Independence, they write like you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And he said, like, it's interesting that they write the pursuit because you're not guaranteed to like get that happiness. Mm-hmm. That might be my favorite quote. That mm-hmm. was really powerful and very good. And I think that should wrap us up. (laughs) All right. Uh, It's powerful. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, With that, we'll see you next week with Contact. Bye.